but right now the guys have kind of taken a break from the workouts, individual workouts we had going uh, two or three times a week and lifting. And we kind of put in a program that we want to to get started on when we get them all back in June for the summer semester. And so we get a kind of a jump on that and the guys can get used to uh, what we're going to do uh, once we get them back here in school. Uh, a lot of guys have spent a lot of time in the, the annex, which has been really good to see. And uh, I'm really happy that we have this building and it's open and running. And, um, and then most of the time, you know, we've, we've, we've been out recruiting a couple weekends. We've had a recruit on campus. Uh, and uh, then we've also been out uh, watching AAU teams this past weekend. So there's a lot going on. Most important thing right now for us is to to kind of finalize our roster for next season and put that together and make sure that uh, you know. And then this will be a, an interesting process because with Eric in the draft right now, that that you kind of have to hold the space for him until he makes a decision on exactly what he's going to do. So um, that's kind of a synopsis of what's gone on the last since the last time we've been able to enjoy each other's company. With that, I'll just open it up. All of you can take any questions. If I don't like the question, I just won't answer it. Fair enough. After uh, Terry been with you for so long, what's it like for him to, to move on now? And you know that that was a that was a you know pretty um, intense process. You know Terry and I have had discussions over the last few years of, of him personally and his future and what he was looking forward and wanted to do and. Uh, I think over the course of that time, uh, you know, we both came, um, you know, to uh, kind of a, an agreement that we would just take it each each year at a time and see how things worked out. And I think the the fact that uh, you know that, that Terry had a job uh, in the private sector in Salt Lake within five or six days of uh, him leaving here is a pretty good indicator of. Um, you know, what the discussions that we've had and things that he's been looking for, uh, uh, for maybe a career change for him. I was surprised. But he's he's an unbelievable uh, guy and got great talents and uh, he's got a real bright future ahead of him. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually really proud of him. I think that that's a, a hard thing to do, but, but he's he's ready to make the switch and get rolling, so. I have a timeline, yeah. I'd like to have him hired tomorrow, but my timeline doesn't go with the, the timeline of the university. So we'll, uh, it closes on, on the 27th, and, uh, and then we go through a process from there. And I can tell you when, you know, I hope it's done. I hope it's done by, you know, first or second week of May, but it could be all the way to the end of May, depending on how the process goes. Do you know how you want that to play out? Do you want some, to bring somebody in with a lot of experience, like where Terry was at? Are you looking at bringing in somebody entry level? I mean, have you decided kind of where you're going in that direction? Well, I, I think there's there's all kind of uh, applicants, you know, and all kind of interest. And you know, you, you sit here and say, oh, you want a guy with all kinds of experience, and it, I think it really uh, that that then you you don't do do due diligence to the group of guys that. Are going to apply that don't have a lot of experience but have a lot of energy and, and are ready for this position and 
and it wasn't that long ago. It seems like it was a long, long time ago, but I can remember my first in job interview, and I thought I was totally 100% prepared for the position and ready to go, and I could bring a ton to the program. And they went with a guy that had been, you know, coaching for 10 or 12 years, and I couldn't understand it. It made no sense to me at that time. And so I, I think that what I'm looking for and what I'll get, I hope, is exactly what I find. But I want to make sure I give all the applicants a real, uh, you know, just give them the, the opportunity, which I think they they all deserve for me to consider them. Regardless of experience, are there certain traits you're looking for? Yeah, I, I like team guys. And I want, I want a guy who has been, uh, you know, in, in down in the trenches and, and been challenged and always seems to rise with uh, um, a, you know, a real, real positive attitude and, and positive results, you know. And that can be uh, in, in the coaching profession. And it could also be, you get a lot of people that, that uh, have always wanted to coach and feel like it's time for them to actually make that move. And that's probably going to be a little bit difficult in this situation, but they'll still be considered. Would you like a certain specialty, like someone who's defensive-minded, someone, you know, a recruiter, per se, or I, I any of those type of things? I think that uh, I'm looking for an all-around guy who is a team guy and can fit into the places that we feel we need to. Our, our, our staff will take um, uh, a real look at uh, how we want to assign things out for you know the next year, and I, hopefully I've got a real balanced guy that um, we'd feel comfortable with on doing doing any responsibility. Uh, I do know that uh, you know the lifeblood of any program is recruiting, and so a guy who has extended recruiting ties is someone who could be really valuable to us. Roster turnover is part of the game, and seems like every year there's more and more transfers. How has that changed your approach to recruiting, knowing that there's more grad transfers and more transfers? Yeah, it makes, it makes you a little more anxious, that's for sure. Uh, I, th I think that, you, you know, what, what has always been a real staple for us are what we consider to be program guys, guys that have kind of worked their way through. And then, you know, you get to your junior, senior year, and then they're really ready to help you, and you really rely on them to, to help you. And it seems like if the success or opportunity isn't given early now, that it's hard to keep those program guys here. And um, and through this process, you know, this this year we have uh, a couple guys that we lost to graduation, and have uh, with Jamal. Jamal's going to graduate in April, and uh, and his role on next year's team wants to be a little bit bigger than what the role I think that he would, uh, you know serve for us and so he's going to try and finish his eligibility somewhere else as a fifth year graduate senior and then uh, Dav is graduating in uh, August and uh, he'll attend law school and uh, that was a, a really tough decision for both of us to try to figure out how that was going to come down um, law school and, uh, and basketball don't go together and it's, it's funny that we go two years in a row now with a law school issue and a player, but uh, Adav really wants to attend law school, and so that's what he's going to focus on. So, and then uh, Stephen Bayo is, is another guy that uh, you know we with Zach coming home, we put seven you know plus scholarship players in one class. 
So we had discussions about how maybe we could fix that, uh, adjust it, make it work a little bit better. And, and Stephen was one that we had discussions with. And after uh, initial discussions and the, 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 the next uh, visit we had, he decided he wanted to transfer. So. About Corbin. Corbin is uh, concentrating on football. That's his, uh, uh, you know, and, and he, he really intends to have a, a, a great uh, senior year of, of, of football or junior year, whatever it is. But uh, after the season's over, I think that when we talk, that he really wants to concentrate on preparing for professional football if he can. And so, um, and I think with Corb, in the conversations, I, I, I think that the the transition was a lot harder than he thought it was going to be. Uh, his body was really different, and, and it took him a while for his body to change. And and but I mean, obviously he's he's going to leave here with a real, uh, you know, a, a special place in the hearts of obviously coaches, teammates, fans. Uh, not too many guys that are three and zero in the kennel. So he's yeah. done with hoops. Well, I wouldn't say he's done with hoops, because we don't really know how his intentions right now is to focus on the combine after the season's over. But who knows what happens? You know, I mean, we, we left with, you know, big hugs and big smiles, and and hopefully it all it, it works for him how exactly how he wants it to. But if things change, then I, I think that I mean, he's got he's got seventy some odd games under his belt and. You know that's a that's a good thing to have if if you need it. But if it's not going to work, then it won't work out. You know. Not just BYU specifically, but going back to the transfers. Uh, what are your thoughts about transfers for the game as a whole? With you know every year at the end of this time, there's hundreds mm -hmm. of guys moving in and out of programs. Some people don't like it. Some people say, "Hey, it's <laughs> giving kids an opportunity to find a better spot for them." What's your kind of overall thought? Of well, I, I think that you could probably have. Uh, a lot of other people sitting here and ask them the same questions. You can have a lot of CEOs of a lot of companies uh, that are d dealing with 22 to 25 year old kids and and what they really want for the next part of their life. I mean, these kids changes really uh, look. They, I mean, they really look forward to change and they want change and they think it's uh, you know part of uh, who they are. And I mean, I was talking to a guy the other day who's daughter graduated from BYU five years ago and she just accepted her 13th job and every job she was promoted you know to me that's 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 a little unsettling you know but to the kids nowadays that seems to be pretty much the normal you know the norm so for me I wish it would settle down a little bit I wish guys would give it a little bit more time and not you know uh, feel like the grass is always greener after you know one experience but uh, um, I, I think it's something that we we all will, you know, have to adjust to. Um, my personal opinion on fifth-year senior graduates, we had one last year, our first one ever, in LJ. Uh, I think that that rule should be consistent with the undergraduate rule, and if you're going to go to get a two-year college master's degree, which the rule is states, then you ought to sit a year and then finish your second year as a player. And that probably won't happen. It's just being discussed a lot. Um, but it seems like the, the, 
there's also a lot of people who don't agree with that a kid can't leave after his first year and not play. He has to sit out a year and not play. But uh, I think that, that rule will, will stay pretty well set. But uh, a, lot of, a, a lot of mid-majors, lower majors, whatever you want to call them, uh, rosters are being kind of plucked by some of the other teams. And that, that, that isn't a healthy situation. And I think if the guys, the players, in those situations, the option was that you leave and sit a year and then play your last year, that most of them would stay and finish you know, with the place they're at. And because there are so many transfers that have to sit out a year, six, 700 of them or so, there's so many more kids who have their four-year degree you know, with only three years of eligibility played. And so, that, so you, what we're doing is we're creating a whole batch of new transfers at the end. And with, you know, kind of the, the personality of, of these kids, it always is going to be better, you know, somewhere else if everything is not perfect for them right now. And it's hard to have everything perfect because these are real challenging, uh, you know, the spots that these kids are in. There's a lot expected of them. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, uncomfortable conversations with coaches and professors and teachers and other people on campus. And sometimes that that – makes it a lot easier just to let's go see if it's better somewhere else. What was your reaction when uh, Eric told you his plans to kind of explore draft options? I was pretty, I was pre pretty prepared for that. I felt like, uh, you know, the feedback that we got from the undergraduate steering committee was uh, uh, to a point where, and he had a couple teams that has expressed interest to us as a staff that wanted to bring him in and work him out. And the only way that you can actually pursue that is to put your name in the draft. So that we, we were, we're expecting that. And I, I think Eric's done a great job with it. He's worked really hard and he's play, he's uh, spent a lot of time in here, you know, uh, on his own. Um, he's kind of flown back and forth on the weekends to uh, get competition against, you know, uh, professional guys. But he's right now taking his last final too. I mean, a lot of guys will just leave it their academics and take off, and uh, he's he's finished uh, his semester pretty well. Hopefully, he does does well in school. Is there any more uh, roster attrition other than the four you mentioned at this time? I don't think so. Okay. And then the but, three. You know, we got so got five months before we tip <laughs> it up. You know. <laughs> the three return missionaries, I guess. Nixon, Andrus, Worthington, are they expected to return and be on scholarship? And Zach. And Zach. It's four. And Ryan Andrus got home two days ago. He was in our office yesterday. Looks great. Dalton gets home in May, and Luke gets home right after that. What do you see for Ryan positionally with your team? You know, that's that's a good question because uh, uh, we, we, wanted, we brought him in here and wanted to kind of play him at the four spot. and. The minutes that he did get as a freshman uh, were more, you know, with his back to the basket at the five. We'll have to see how, we, you know, how he how he comes back and his body looks really pretty good compared to some other guys who big guys who have come back where they maybe have gained a lot of weight. They've got a lot of bigger. They've they've, they've lost weight. He looks pretty much the same, um, but he's a skilled kid and would love to have him uh, in a position where he could spread the floor a little bit more and give more space. To uh, to our guards, and uh, we'll just see see how that works. But he's capable of playing with his back to the basket too.
What role do you see Ferguson having the, the new kid you just signed? Well, you know, Ryland, we've been recruiting for quite a while and actually offered him last year when he went to the, uh, uh, the prep school. And we've been with him and stayed with him. I, I love his length. Uh, he's long. Uh, he's, he plays multiple positions. Uh, his size is really good for um, our guards. Over the years, the size of our guards has been, have been a real advantage for us. We're not always the, the fastest or the quickest, but uh, our size has really given us advantage. And you look at guys like Lee and Ty and, and those guys, and I, I can see that uh, you know Roberto is, is really good with the ball. Oh, not Roberto, Ryland. Roberto's his dad. Ryland is a guy that's really good with the ball, and uh, and he can. Uh, he's a good passer, but he, he also can make really big shots. Good mid-range game, great free throw shooter, uh, good three-point shooter. I think his versatility will really add to the depth of our guard line. Our guard line, you know, could be as good as it's ever been with uh, the group of guys that we have. Got good experience, and we got some good young guys. Um, and I think Zach and, and, and Rylan will really add to, um, you know, to Nick and Eli and uh, TJ. So I, I feel really good there. Is that Boise area turning into a nice pipeline for you guys? I mean, you've signed three in the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I think I, I, I like the uh, – I think the kids actually like the proximity. So it's, it's almost a perfect distance to where people – they can get away from home, but then they can still, you know – have a relationship with those with those uh, with their people, uh, and and then you know we we get a chance to see those guys a lot in uh, in our recruiting. I actually started to really dial in on Ryland while I was as we were watching Colby Lee, you know, and, and Colby's leaving for his mission right after um, graduation from high school. He's going to New Zealand or Australia or New Zealand somewhere over there. Respect to his uh, to his knee. Uh, what's Eli's outlook? You know, every every week he does a little bit more, but it's still it's it's he's still having issues with it. He goes home in a week, back to Atlanta for a few weeks, and we'll have his medical team there kind of take a look at it. He expects, as I expect, that when he comes back in June, that he'll be full tilt, full bore, ready to go. I've I've had long conversations with his physical therapist and. Uh, the progress that he's making is uh, is real, but it's a little bit slower than we all maybe thought it would be. And uh, hopefully, we don't have to go back in there and look at it. But uh, it, it, it'll be it'll be up to to Eli when he gets back this summer to see how he can really push himself there. He want you know he wants to go. He he's, he spends as much time in this gym as anybody, and he's just going through kind of a a routine where he hasn't really let it go yet and, and kind of blown it out and and see what he can really the kind of pressure he can put on it. We need to get to that point here. Pretty Could quick. there still be another surgery in his future? Do you think? Or you hope, I mean, clearly you not. The you know as far as the the imaging that's been done, uh, it, it it seems clear to go. But sometimes the imaging misses some things, and the only way you can really tell is to to go in and look. And hopefully we can avoid that. In terms of West Coast Conference scheduling, are we going to see the same kind of schedule next year with uh, kind of jumping back and forth? Uh, you know, I don't know. That That's a good question. There's some discussion that maybe one week will be a three-week week weekend. I don't know. Uh, we're still trying to – we do know that we're squeezed. We're back to a nine-week, uh, you know, rotation instead of a ten-week rotation. So there won't be, um, you know, scheduled buys in there. 
Um, that was to take advantage of the, the Christmas holiday tournament situation. Yeah, yeah, to where we didn't play league games before Christmas. And the, the year after, it, the way the calendar falls, that, that's not an issue. You, you don't, it, if you watch the calendar, there's 10 weeks after Christmas for us to fit our games in. And the last two years, there was only nine weeks after Christmas before the WCC tournament to fit our games in. And so we're on the nine-week schedule, and you know some coaches uh, feel like maybe competitive equity that they can uh, play a three-week. I, I guess we'll, we'll see. We, we have some conference meetings on June 5th um, in L.A. that we'll discuss some more of that. But um, right now it's it'll be pretty – It'll be, it'll be pretty jab and packed together, just like our league was this year. It's been a few years since the mission age change. Now that you've had it for a little while, how do you see it all working with your program? I'm actually uh, a little bit uh, still out on that. I, I felt like definitely 100% it would be a great uh, thing for our program in the fact that we would get them out and get them back and then have them you know, four years in a row. Now the four years in a row thing doesn't seem to be as uh, you know as a, a sure thing. It doesn't seem to be uh, what what guys are all looking for. And the one thing that is really difficult, you take a kid as young as you do, you put them on a mission right after a really success, successful high school season, and then you bring them back in the shape that they're in into a program where you got some really good players. Trying to fight through that is is causing some angst. You know, there's some anxious moments for these kids. If will they ever get back? Can they ever get themselves where they want to be? Uh, and then there's a lot of change. I mean, and I think a lot of that. I think the church is experiencing. But in my personal experience here, quite a few guys said they were going to go, and then they didn't go. Quite a few guys have said they weren't going to go, and then they did go. Quite a, a couple guys have gone and then come back. I mean, it seems like it's not as consistent as it was when we brought them in for a year and then sent them out and then brought them back two years later. And it's really difficult to manage um, when things change. It's pretty easy to manage if they tell you they're going to do something and then that's how it plays out. But when it changes, you still want to work with them but that puts you in some really awkward roster positions, especially with just 13 scholarships. I mean, the women are kind of experiencing a little bit, but they have 15 scholarships, and so it's a little bit easier to manage for them. Uh, speaking of that, Connor Harding, he signed almost two years ago. What's his status? There's he's, been talk that he's back from his mission. No, he's back on his mission. Oh, he is on it. Yes. Okay. And the way I understand it right now is that he uh, probably will return in two seasons from now. So he'll be a guy that went and then didn't come back for three years, basically, for three seasons. Yeah, and I'm not really interested in talking about individual guys and individual situations, but that's different. Never experienced that yet. With other recruits that you've been looking at, uh, what roles are you looking to fill in the team this next season? Well, I think the, the, the only way you can really look at this is to, to, to look at every, every spot, every position. And make sure you've got guys in the pipeline at every place. You know, you think you're uh, going to plan this out for uh, more than a year now, and you're going to get surprised. 
you know. And so I think that that's uh, the challenge that we have as a staff, and I think that's what we're involved in. Um, I really like the players, the potential players. I like the pool that we have. Um, and I really do believe that uh, you know, with a new coach added to our staff and uh, you know, hopefully uh, some, some real reach with that individual's uh, you know, connections and personality that we'll, uh, we'll be able to keep this thing going and you know, compete for championships. In your evaluation of last season, as you move forward and come up with a plan for next year, what things do you want to do better to get this team back to the NCAA tournament? Well, I think you're always looking to, to improve, you know, certain parts of the group together. And uh, the one thing I look forward to the most, I think that we've established a lot more players as uh, confident collegiate players on the floor. I think that was one of the issues we had this year with so many young guys is that they were they were all trying to establish themselves in a team concept and the great teammates and they stayed together and fought hard but every night uh, it seemed like we had another you know issue with one guy uh, you know maybe not you know playing his best or not feeling you know involved like he wants to hopefully we've we've, we've graduated past that and now we can just really con concentrate on team concepts and I think defensively there's some real changes that we need to make to, to, to be way more competitive on that end of floor. Um, I think guys, you know, understand offensively we went through some real ups and downs as far as uh, perimeter shooting and shot selection. And, and those are things that, uh, you know, you, you just kind of, um, you, know, you, you just need to work on. You need to spend time in the gym. You need to spend time together. And I, I do believe this, that with all the guys and as new as we were and, and as we had some guys that were still in a return missionary point of view where they weren't playing five on five and but we took that group together and we, we put them in the weight room and the strength and condition and that was the whole focus of last summer and I don't think we need to go all the way back there with this group I think when you start further down the line a lot more individual conditioning a lot more individual work a lot more court time with five of our guys playing against five of our guys. I think that will help us, uh, you know, and and hopefully since we don't start here, we can start up here. We'll finish d down the line a little bit further. And uh, that's kind of the plan. When you say defensive changes, are, we talking, do you, are you thinking scheme? Are you thinking effort? Are you thinking type of players? Like, can you specify a little bit more? Well, I, th I think that uh, all of those things will be considered. You know, I, I think that you, you really got to get your group together and, and see what really uh, is working for you. I, I think we got two. You just take personnel-wise. You add Zach and Ryland to our mix, and we're talking about really long perimeter guys. And so that can change, you know, how you guard bar ball screens and what you do uh, as far as rotations, you know, in uh, – and helps you know helps out on on ball screen. So I think all those things will be in in consideration. And uh, but I, I I I really look forward to you know getting the group together and getting them in the gym and then seeing what our strengths are and how we can build a defense to our strengths. Anything else? You you playing a lot of young guys as well documented last year. Is that scaring off some recruits that look at your roster and say? They've already got, you know, yeah. I think that's fair to say. If if, you, if you're talking about one guy in particular, yeah. it's pretty fair to say, because he said it himself. <laughs>